everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Dracula Season 1, Episode 1. It is simply called... I didn't have that ready. I apologise. The Rules of the Beast is the title you, of the You were going to say, you know, pilot or just episode yeah. 1, and then realised you never actually checked, did you? Uh, was well, I didn't check. I knew because it came up at the start. The title was actually an episode, so I knew there was a yeah. title. I just didn't remember what it was. Uh, but yes, Rules of the Beast is the title of the episode. Uh, this is the the premiere, the pilot, if you will, uh, of this new Sherlock style show. And by that I mean it is three ninety minute episodes for the season, and possibly more and it's from after the that. Sherlock creators. Yes, it's uh, from Moffat and Gas, who are the writers on this. So, uh, we will start spoiler-free, because it is in episode one, and it does have some twists and turns in it. I mean, even if you've read Dracula, there's some definitely some new t- yeah, like things the about first, it. Yeah, like, third is like, okay, it's Dracula, there's, you know, a new couple of little bits are here, but it, it feels fairly traditional uh, in many regards for the first mm-hmm. third or so of this episode, and then it throws a lot of that out of the window. So we'll start spoiler-free, we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers halfway through, uh, and we'll get into it. So this premiered today, New Year's Day. Um, so f- What a way to start the year. So yeah, first thing I want to say is, who, who thought this garbage was okay to broadcast on TV, and where do I write my angry letter? Because um, this... I believe you <laughs> complained to Ofcom, actually. This was absolute to quote tim vergulish garbage it was <laughs> garbage i this was laughably bad i i i i mean i i was i wasn't sure if i was going to like it i wasn't sure if it was going to be the, the take on dracula i was wanting or hoping for but i did not expect to be laughing at how bad it was as i was watching it i was not expecting to be laughing at the performance of the actor who was playing dracula i was not expecting to be laughing at the over-the-top editing and direction which couldn't stand still for Two seconds. No. Do you know what? I was... Because I was not... Ter- you know, I wasn't super enthused by the first trailer, but I didn't think it looked terrible. It looked, you know, it looked like, mm-hmm. okay, this could be okay. Which is why we checked it out at all. And then in the last, like, week or two, there's been, like, the odd news story about it. You know, because, the, the, you know, they're in the, the press cycle. And I was getting worried when... Because uh, th- there was one question... Because uh, Mark Gaius is, is gay, so there's a lot of fans asking, okay, how are, are they doing anything with Dracula's sexuality? And Moffat answered this and said, oh, you know, he's always fed off uh, both men and women. He's, uh, he, he's not bisexual, he's bi-homicidal. And I went, oh dear, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when the worry started. I, you know, like, it starts off pretty bad, but not offensively stupid, right? It starts off just kind of like, okay, it's doing Dracula. There was some weird edits, there was some weird choices that I wasn't quite getting. But, but it was recognizably Dracula. It was the second that Dracula himself appeared, maybe about 10 minutes in, after that, that I had this feeling of, oh no, oh no, 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 no. I will say, I wasn't worried immediately, because... You know, as Dracula, you know, he starts off kind of old and decrepit. He and... sounded like Borat. His accent was terrible. Yeah, sure. No, there was that, but it, but I was like, maybe it's going to smooth out when he. Because to be fair, the accent does smooth out as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, but... He's, he starts being a bad Borat slash meerkat in, impression and turns into like really generic EastEnders actor. Like I don't understand. Yeah, like no, no, I'm not saying that's necessarily better. I'm just saying. 
you know, I, I was willing to kind of go with it to a point when he was at you know in the in the, the old age stage. And I was like, okay, maybe they're just playing things up and it'll kind of relax once we get into the groove of it. It did not, but yeah. I never drink wine, half half. Like I just like I also I give him give him credit. He at least paused after after drink. I yeah, but you, his delivery was terrible. Like it actually, yeah, it, it, it was good. It pointed out how much worse it was than normal, just because he tried to do that line. Because and which my, is a very classic line. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can hear Bella Lugosi saying it in my head, and it's not it's not that it has to be the same as Bella Lugosi, it, but it came off as a bad impression of Bella Lugosi, which is why it, it felt bad. Mm. And no, I agree. From then on, from the then on, the rest of the episode just did nothing but get more convoluted, get worse in terms of its direction and style. I felt like the director was so like just there was no confidence. Like sometimes we talk about confident directing, where it's like, no, they know when to let the camera just sit there, know when to like slowly do something, or know when like this camera is constantly moving, it's constantly cutting, it's doing spirals around people it at various spins points. A lot, yeah. It's like. There was a moment when he's first entering the castle at the start, mm. and the like bats like start you know going up. But as he chaps the door, the bats start like flying away, and it does this low angle shot spinning around them. And I'm like, the bats are already moving. You don't need to move as well. I'm like, this just feels like a music video now. Like, what are you doing? This is this is not the atmosphere, the slow brooding terror of Dracula that I that I like and know from the book or from you know better adaptations. This is. I don't even know, and that's the thing. So at this point, I'm already thinking, okay, this is this is just a really badly made version of Dracula. It goes beyond that as it goes on because it starts adding in its own things. It starts adding in its own insane new things. It's, and it's it... what, like <laughs> there are a lot of th- times where I'm like, yeah, add things yourself, right? Do 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 some stuff, but just look, if you're going to adapt Dracula for TV. Just, just do bloody Dracula. Well, just one. there was one, one part of the start where I actually almost gave, I, I gave it a compliment in my head because it, it did this thing where, like, clearly after the initial part of Dracula, which is where Harker's in the house, um, you know, we start off with uh, he's in a like a convent in Hungary, and like these nuns are like, coming to speak to him, and they're going to ask him about what happened to him. And I thought, oh, this is a neat way to sort of uh, adapt the because because in, in the book everything's told in hindsight through letters and journals and things like that. So this is a neat way to do a TV version of that, where he asked we do the classic thing where someone's asking him questions, so we get the 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 bookends of the like this is who he's telling the story to. Right? Yeah, Makes sense. I, I, I have no problem with that as a concept. I think it was uh, a smart adaptation choice, like you say. Because, you know, it is a different medium. You have to change things to make it work in that way. That said, I do, I do think they use this narration too often, and it came off really hokey. And we cut back to the nun for a, a one-liner, maybe a little bit too often, <laughs> where she'd have like, some sort of really snarky little thing to say. And... <sighs> I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> but, you know, okay, something I can say that, that bugged me relatively early on, you know, probably about 20, 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. um, but I can I can say it without spoiling, and is there's a bit where the, the, the nun addresses something about, you know, there, there was something written in English, and did you not find that weird? And the show is not exactly, it's not doing subtitled, everything's presented to us in English, which, again, is fine, right? You're just, okay, you, you want to just make this in English, that's okay, I'm fine with that. But there was never any impression that they were even not speaking English until that line came up. Where I was like, wait, were they not supposed to be doing English well, the whole time? No, I think they were, because I think the whole idea is that because everyone's talking to Jonathan and he only speaks English, presumably. That... Well, that's the thing. In the book, he speaks German to everyone. Ah, you're right. You're right. Um, I didn't get that impression in the show, though. 
No, I, that, that's the thing, I'm, which is why I was like, well, why would it be weird then that something's written in English, given that everyone's talking to him in English, so everyone clearly knows English and knows he's there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's it was just... kind of weird to be. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the... <sighs> yeah, I... Well, Honestly... there, there was a point where about 20 minutes in, we messaged each other, and this is kind of terrible. And I was like, do we have to go through it all? I, actually, there was a point about 45 minutes. That's a 90-minute uh, episode, remember, so it was a long one. Uh, 45 minutes in, Carr says, we're not even halfway done. I already feel like I know what I want to say in the review. Can we just stop now? And I have I know, integrity. I take, I, I, I take it back. Because there are things that this thing does in that last <laughs> 20 minutes that, oh boy. This is the funny thing. The first half is really, really, really bad. It's really over the top in its direction, and that makes it really boring. There's no atmosphere. There's no but tension. Right? But there's nothing like new to talk about in terms of material. All the crazy new shit's in the back half, and that oh, gets yeah. really wacky. The, the one thing that's... Well, Okay, full spoilers. I think honestly, at this point, everything else I want to say is all in the spoiler territory. So, full spoilers. And and also, it's terrible. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yes. And by the way, there is no chance in hell we are doing episodes two and three of this. I am not watching a second more of this. Do you I, know what? If if this made it to the been end, an that's hour enough. And a half, maybe you know, maybe just for for shits and giggles, I could have I could have suffered through it, given how wacky it gets. But I'm I'm not sitting through another three hours of this. Yeah, I no, I can't do it. So, full spoilers from this point on for the episode one of Dracula. So, the one thing it kind of adds in early on is that Dracula, and this is, I felt like a really bullshit excuse just so that he can turn into an English person over the course of the episode. But it was like, oh, he learns and like it takes things from the person he's drinking. So, the English language, the way he speaks, the accent, all of it comes from drinking the blood of Jonathan. Yeah, that was something that I was okay with. Right, I didn't hate it. It is. It, it rubbed me the wrong way because it just felt like an excuse so that this actor could then do his English accent, which actually almost was worse than the bad accent he was doing because it just it felt so, I don't know, like Cockney. <laughs> I mean, like it just it was so I not Dracula. I, I preferred it because at least it felt natural to him, whereas obviously before it was really bad. So uh, you know, I, I think I'd rather this. Admittedly, my problem might be more the characterization of the character more than the accent itself. Because he is very cocky, he's very uh, jokey, even uh, a lot of the ways, and that's nicely what I associate with Dracula is a jokey character yeah. who's who's doing wisecracks. I expect that from I don't know, say Spike on the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not couldn't do it, could you? <laughs> couldn't bloody do it. You couldn't give me one day of the year. We're talking about Just... vampires. We're talking about vampires. Just one day. Just give me, give me something to, to start the year off in a not terrible place. In fact, not only was the, the delivery of uh, I only drink, or I never drink, Wayne, right? Not only was that bad, they had to like, kind of redo it as, again later in the episode when he sees him drinking the blood out of the glass and he's like, uh, I thought you said you didn't drink. He's like, Wayne. And then he just continues. He's like, why, why, do we have to do it again? <laughs> do, yeah, do we have to? Once was fine. Not, <laughs> I mean, not that once was good because it wasn't well done, but no. once was fine. I get why you want to do that line, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, fine, right? So we, we cut back to the nuns a bit more often where they're interrogating. I mean, you know, Jonathan in this, these parts is, is bald and he's, he's got, like, like weird deformations. He, he, he reminded me a lot of, like, what, in my imagination, is often Renfield. Sure. Well, yes, yeah, is the thing. They're basically making him Renfield. Yeah, but immediately, like, I was like, okay, yeah. I'm kind of getting that. 
Yeah, which is something I've seen them do before. Like I've I've seen them in some adaptations. They they, they take away Harker and just make Renfield the guy who goes to Transylvania. Yeah, um, I've seen that before. I'm not sure which version that's in. And then, I've definitely seen at least one like that. And then there's also this where they just make Harker Rain, uh, Rainfield, and it's like, like why why can't we have both characters? <laughs> just do both characters, you bastards. It's especially in you know this is you know four and a half hours to adapt Dracula. You got space to do both characters in that. Well, in theory. Not if you're going to do all this other bullshit. Yeah, in a way, it kind of did what I wanted in the sense that it just devoted the first episode to that first part where he's in Transylvania, right? But yeah. it didn't do it in the slow breeding way where he's quietly st- you know, going through the house. Like, this is the other thing. There's a part of this episode where it's like, oh, he was trying to like look through the the, the, the castle during the daylight, right? And he kept he couldn't get out. It was like Blair Witch. Like, no matter which way he turned, he ended up back where he was and it was like a labyrinth and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, but... There's like no fun in it and like in discovering it. There's no like him like realizing that slowly and having the psychological horror. It's just a spinning shot above the castle <laughs> spinning around as it quickly cuts between him looking down all these hallways. And I'm like, why are you montaging this? This is boring as shit. <laughs> like have him slowly feel the dread that he can't escape. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. There's <sighs> many baffling decisions in this. Yeah, it's very baffling. Well, the first the first baffling decision before before I knew that I hated it. Before I knew it was terrible. Right. Is was right at the start where, not not the uh, the prologue sort of you know setting up the the the, the narrative you know bookends, but sure. uh, once it's it, it cuts straight to him getting off the carriage right, and he's he's like oh we can't go any further towards the castle. Like, oh you're cutting out the bit where he's in the the end in the town. All right, fine. Fair, I, I get cutting that. That's fine. You can just start it's, here. It's definitely non-essential. Yeah, because um, they still have him you know get given the crucifix, which is kind of the big part from that yeah opening. yeah it does feel a little bit rushed that it just cuts to her all just giving it to him already like it's just that's it here like you know we cut to the important part it takes away a lot of the actual build-up of things but it does but i'm willing to let that slide at the opening here but we can start with that sure i thought it was weird that it it, it, it then cut to narration of him talking to the nuns and he was like because they make a big deal as like, oh his driver will find you and we don't really get like i was expecting an entrance of the driver where he was kind of creepy and where he's, he's sort of like like, you know, maybe Jonathan was a bit nervous, but it's like, oh, okay, he's the driver, fine. It's a, he's a bit weird, but, you know, we'll go with it, right? No, no, no. There's a montage, and he's already in the cart with the, this driver, and, like, we don't actually get to see how creepy the driver is until he's actually off the carriage at the end of the journey when he's at the castle entrance. And I felt like, why would you skip over the entrance of the driver? That, that, that's... As, long, as long as this episode is, it feels like there's an extended cut out there somewhere, It does. It? it feels like there's just stuff cut out of the story, like, left and right, to get through it as quick as possible. Because we have to get to the new stuff. <laughs> oh boy! Like this, this episode probably could have been two hours quite comfortably, and yes. have felt well paced. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Which maybe it goes to show it should have been two one-hour episodes as opposed to one ninety-minute episode. But possibly, yeah. that's a that's a whole that's a debate that's for a, another. That's a different debate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you do that, you don't get to end your episode one with what you do. So let's talk about the two big twists, the two big reveals. Reveal number one is that the second nun who's in the room. Uh, with Saint, uh, was it Maud? Was it Maud? No, that's a movie that's coming out soon. Uh, Sister Agatha, that was it. Sister Agatha. Uh, yes. Uh, so she's the main one who's talking, and she's kind of like she's a bit of a wise ass. She's constantly she's a, she's a bit she's got a lot more of a personality for a nun than you'd expect, right? She's a bit of a yeah. She's constantly like, ah, I don't believe in any of this shit. Yeah, uh, but there's another one who's silent, and the first reveal is that. This is actually Mina, who's who gets mentioned a lot throughout the story, and him looking at the photo and like you know, like I'm in love with my fiance. I need to get back to her. And the yeah. whole twist here is that like he says, I can't remember what she looks like, and uh, you know, 
sister whatever says yes well you've proven that and then it reveals that the one sitting next to her the whole time has been mina as as much as it was a cheap twist i didn't hate it in the sense that they had established earlier in the episode that he'd forgotten what she looked like um so this this wasn't like the very first time we were hearing about this and then like, oh bang, sure well, she's there so in terms of just a, a pure writing uh, you know set up and payoff this felt fair oh yeah i don't actually hate this on its own what i did hate uh a little bit later in the same room and it made me laugh out loud because it was so funny was the bat hitting Mina in the face what's well, quite funny it was like someone threw a fake bat at her face and then it cuts to of course the exterior shot with all the CG bats are all you know I mean, swarming you say it was like that that's probably what it was <laughs> it's like it just it looked like someone threw a bat at her face and like she just sort of screeched because it was a, a shock and it just it made me laugh so much uh, and Jonathan like tries to kill himself with a stake because he's he's you know he's kind of like because he's not really a vampire yet but he's kind of becoming one so he's, he's uh, stakes yeah. himself it's a whole thing uh, and they, there's a rule here that we find out later that a vampire can't commit suicide which I don't know if that was ever a thing in the, the book I don't recall but, it personally it's not a rule I necessarily hate um well I think I hate it because to me. It's you know it's it's a scientific thing, right? There's if if wood hits the heart, they're dead. That's it. I mean, yeah, this is your your insane love of rules and and logic. But uh, that's a rule that makes me, sense to me. Like, well, once you start saying, "Oh no, it matters who's putting it in," it becomes magic bullshit. No, no, I don't think it becomes magic. I think it's just only they. It doesn't. It, it, you know, it's only their hands because it's not like okay, it has to be someone in particular. It can be another vampire. It just can't be him. Is that is this like when you tickle your own foot, it doesn't work because you know your fingers are doing it? Yeah, I guess. Is, is that what, is that what you're saying? This is the tickle your own I, foot. I guess I am saying that. Okay. And I don't hate it in terms of the mechanic of what it sets up in terms of character. The idea of making making the suicidal vampire reliant on someone else. I think that could that that, that has potential in another story. All right. So basically, Dracula's there. He's a, he's, a, he's a wolf uh, out the front. And Sister Agatha's all ready for this, and she's like, "No, no, no, we, I know who you are. You're, you're Count Dracula." Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and we get now. I, this is the thing. In a different show, I might have appreciated how disgusting uh, this transformation was because he doesn't just like pop into being a you know Dracula again. He kind of rips himself out. Of the yeah, wolf. he's butt ass naked, and he rips himself out of the wolf, and t- it's like a birth. It's, you know, it's, it's like it's like a human sized chest burster. I actually <laughs> think it looks pretty good. It was the one horror thing in the whole thing, the whole episode that felt impressive on it so i think the, the the way it was edited made it feel much worse though and the way then no that's fair i think just visually on its own i think it looked quite good the way it was edited is a different question entirely but he gets up and he's, he's naked and he's taunting them and there was actually a point around here where i went well i guess she's our van helsing because she seems to know everything and she's the one that's kind of studied vampires she's and filling that role yeah it? uh but they actually do the kind of the, the cheap little like reveal where Dracula gets this because she taunts him at one point by cutting her own hand and like sort of like because she's basically showing the rest of the, the sisters because they've all got stakes and they're all a bit scared and he's and again I actually there's a conceptual here there's, there's a little idea here where he's like all I have to do is convince one of you to invite me in and you're all screwed that's all it takes is one yeah there's, there's actually some dialogue here that I do quite like um you know, it, you know, and, and Agatha's like, yeah, but what what can you offer that would break any of us? And he's like, you know, eternal life. And being nuns, she's like, well, we're, we're already convinced we've got that anyway, so you're going to have to try harder. Yeah, and she taunts him and shows that he's the weak one because he, he starts obviously, like, you know, 
sniffing the blood and he's like ah, i want blood and, yeah uh uh, but when, once he tastes the blood, because again, they've established that he gets information about the person through the blood. Like if he drinks someone's blood, he'll start to know more about them. He, he'll know about their loved yeah. ones, their name, their history, yada, yada, this, yada. This felt weird, her willingly doing this and giving up that information that he can use on her, given that she knew this was a thing. I mean, you could almost argue that she wants him to know that like, she's the one coming for him. Like, yes, like... Maybe, but you know, because he starts going, "Oh, your name, you know, your name, oh, from Holland," and and there's a point where you know, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, accents a giveaway, whatever," and she's like, "You're gonna have to do better than that." And he goes, "Oh, hang on, I got something." Yeah, and then he's and she, she she actually looks worried, like, "What does he have?" And I think, well, if you're worried that he could have got something, maybe don't give him your blood, you stupid idiot. Yeah. Well, was it? Did she definitely know that, that was a thing that he would? Yeah, because because she speculated with uh, with with Jonathan. Ah, fair enough. Uh, so she, you know, he she yells he yells out Van Helsing. Her name is actually Agatha Van Helsing. Uh, so because of course it is because we do a bit of a twist. Um, uh, which is fine. Um, I I'm almost my only dislike of this is that they felt the need to try and make it a little twist. Like I don't care. Yeah, fine. That's our Van Helsing in this show. Cool. A, a, a Dracula a Dracula story needs a Van Helsing. That right. is acceptable. Um. I think them trying... They're basically doing the Star Trek Out of Darkness thing here. They're, they're doing the, the can, right? That's that's what this is. Yeah, they're like, it's it's not... This this isn't Drac- you know, Van Helsing. This isn't this isn't there. You know, oh, oh, yeah, you got us. It totally is. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me anyway, so I, I didn't like that element of it. Uh, yeah, I get that. We, we glossed over all the horrible scenes where Jonathan, like, finds the crypt and then Dracula has him up on the roof and, like, the sunlight's kind of there and he's, he's in the shadow, he's in the shade, but Jonathan's in the sunlight. Yeah. With all the stuff with the bride. Oh, yeah, yeah. He finds the bride who wants to, you know, obviously drink his blood and whatever. Uh, Jonathan gets his head snapped. Or he's, his head snapped. His neck snapped. Uh, so, you know, all these things. But, uh, so Jonathan's the one who lets him in because he's not really dead because he can't commit suicide. Uh, and, yeah. again, it was this, this weird thing where the tone for me was all over the place where, like... I could have almost loved the moment that was coming up here where they are, they're all put their heads down to pray and then when their heads come back up, the, the, the lead nun who was given the prayer, like, she's decapitated and he's just, like, holding the head. Like, like it turned into, like, a farcical comedy at this point as he was he was doing, like, okay, whoever catches the head gets eaten next and things like that. Yeah. Um, it, it was chucking the bouquet at the, at the wedding is what yeah. he was doing with the head. And I'm like... I don't know. I mean, right from the very first time, the first time that he smells blood back at the start of the episode, you know, when Jonathan uh, cuts himself, yeah. and, and it does this thing where he sort of speeds into frame, he goes, <sighs> that was goofy. This is goofy, bad B-movie vampire shit. Yeah, because that other dude's going to notice this. Yeah, it just, I don't know, like, there was no subtlety to anything in this. And if your argument is, that, oh, they want a camp sorry, like, over the top. Sorry, sorry, were, were you, are you expecting subtlety from Moffat? I don't know what I expected, but, like, I'm just saying, like, some subtlety with these things would go a long way. This this was, like, this was the impression that people do at parties when they're trying to be a Dracula at Halloween. This, this was not, yeah. uh, you know, proper acting. And the one that really made me laugh, actually, is uh, before Jonathan kills himself, uh, he's coming into Mina, and there's, there's a shot, a close-up of him coming towards her, and he's, his fangs are kind of coming in, and he's... I, I can't remember what he's whispering, but he's kind of, like, whispering something as he's doing the hissing, as he's, like, sort of, like, yeah. thirsting for her, and it made me laugh, because it just it was so goofy. 
Like, there's so much in this this episode that came off as goofy to me, and just so. And the worst thing you can do, because the, the thing I love about the book is the atmosphere. There's this feeling of dread the entire time that this is an unstoppable force and everyone's terrified of them, and this just made it into like a a nonsensical farce that didn't really have any any pacing or mood. It's... I agree, and and here's the thing: I can enjoy versions of Dracula that aren't atmospheric shall we say sure um, hey i'm gonna see it dracula dead and loving it is better than this and that's not good but it's better than this yeah yeah like you know the, the, for example the, the keanu reeves dracula not particularly well regarded actually some people do hold hold that no, quite... no, i i enjoy it i think it, it you know it doesn't have the atmosphere or anything like that but it's not nonsensical right and i think it's objectively not a badly made movie whereas i think this is actually quite badly made tv i think it's actually bad filmmaking in the sense you know we talk about bad editing bad pacing bad acting i don't think you can say that about that movie uh it's been too long since i've seen it to dispute all those things so i'll just agree yeah you might have one of them i'll give you sure but i think objectively it's significantly better than this Oh, it probably is but i I, uh it's been a long time since i've seen it i was not particularly fond of it for a number of reasons but yeah. Uh, this is this is yeah probably worse. This is this uh, might be my least favorite Dracula I've seen. I I was laughing like I was laughing because it was bad, not because it was intentionally funny. I was laughing at at moments that were supposed to be a jump or were supposed to be taken seriously. Um, and it's not like it was fun bad either. Like I mean, I'm saying I'm laughing at some moments. There was a couple of moments where I laughed, but there was a lot of it where, especially the middle of it when he's just like wandering around the castle and he's narrating oh, a lot. So boring. Yeah, at least at the end, like I appreciate the structure of the standoff. You know, it actually gave it like ten minutes of that, like of of uh, Agatha and Dracula kind of. Do you know what I think? If the editing had been better, this ending could have been enjoyable. Mm. Uh, I think the edit of the scenes throws off the pace and makes it feel weird. But I actually think you know this could have been enjoyable. I think it didn't help that you were kind of out by this point in the episode. You'd long made up your mind, so this wasn't. Yeah, anyway, because there was a lot of goofy things like around this, even though there was some good elements in the middle. Like all the nuns were in this like weird formation, holding the stakes out like completely straight, and it just looked kind of silly. There were like toys yeah. just all lined up. Uh, anyway, the end of the episode is that all the nuns get slaughtered. Uh, the Dracula kills a couple of them, but it's actually his his wolves that do the rest because they because they're all holding crosses. Like, well, I can't get to you, so if that's the case, you made your choice. The wolves it is <laughs> so uh, yeah. they they go they go for them and. The, but, it's just uh, it's just Agatha and, and, and Mina left. Yeah, so the, so they're downstairs. She's she's put some of the 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 bread down the uh, what do you call it the the holy bread. Yeah, Eucharist, I think it's called. There you go, uh, because that that's a a barrier for Dracula. Which I mean, I guess along with all the religious other religious iconography. It'll yeah, do. I've not heard of this one before, but it, it's not a complete stretch. It, it feels like just an extension of the cross, right? It, yeah. it doesn't feel like a completely new thing. Uh, but Jonathan shows up, and Mina. Apparently, even this barrier works like the door; they can be invited in. So Mina, against Agatha's best wishes, <laughs> says, "No, I invite you in, Jonathan. I invite you in." And of course, the end of the episode. Again, the actual gore effect here, I did like. Mm. Um, uh, I just hate the rest of the episode, so I can't really praise it that much but uh but once again it's dracula sort of coming from within something else in this case it's uh jonathan's face he rips off jonathan's face it's very hannibal lecter uh, it actually looks quite good because you know she's like your eyes aren't blue because it made a big point mm. of telling us how you know a, a good few times that he had really blue eyes 
He's like, what, you know, what, what happened to your blue eyes? And he just goes, well, they're not mine. And then rips off the face. And uh, I look pretty good. I get why you want to end your episode on that. I mean, if it had set up, I mean, if it had a consistent tone where from the start, Dracula was going to be more like sort of maniacally fun-loving. Because like, he's, he's, he's not quite a joker, but he's he's definitely, maybe Riddler's a good, like he's more more, more viewing to Riddler. No, no, he's not like a mastermind. But you know what I mean? Like, he's he's mm. definitely got this sense of humor to him. And if they'd kind of like set that up from the get-go, that that's what the tone of the whole thing was, I could have gotten into this in like a, almost like an Evil Dead way, where this is going to be over-the-top gore yeah. with that type of humor. Because uh, there is, the, the, when he rips out the wolf, when he rips off the face at the end, those moments from a, a special effects standpoint are pretty fun. But Yeah, and, and you've got things like the decapitated nun. Mm. You know, yeah, these things do work in that context. I think, I think even even if it had set up that tone from the start, the the editing would probably have still really killed the show for us. Yeah, probably. Uh, um, but I, we could have accepted a lot of these other flaws I, I, if I, that was the thing that we, it was going for the whole time. Yeah, I think if the directing and editing and writing <laughs> and acting uh, were all better, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. If the writing was consistent, sure. I, I don't think we'd be as having as many problems with it, to be honest with you. Because if, sure. if it leaned into just the, the goofy, crazy, kind of fun, maniacal Dracula the entire time, a lot of the writing problems we have would have been fixed. But that would still leave directing, editing, and acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not solving those. I, yeah. think, I think the bad acting at that point I could have gone with as just, okay, I'm enjoying this in a bad way still. Because I can kind of get through bad acting in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's the directing and editing that would have, re- even in that, even in this kind of best case case scenario that we're kind of describing here. Yeah, I think the I think the directing that for me, it's like it's not just that it's like really quick paced and really all over the place. It's it's more that it almost feels like there's a checklist of like like tropes you can do for horror stuff, and the director's just like going through them as quick as possible to say, you know, this is a horror thing, so we're doing all these horror tropes as quickly as possible. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why some of these horror tropes work is because like there's a lot of slow build up and then that one quick moment at the end, or there's a lot of, you know. Yeah, I like the one at the start because it was establishing the tone still with the the fly going behind his eye. Sure. I like that because you know this was so early on. I was like, okay, that's what we're going for. Um, I'm like, okay, I get it. And then you know it was a while until anything else, and then it was like bang all at once. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But needless to say. Uh, even though there was a couple of bright moments of gore uh, in there, and if the tone had leaned towards that way, maybe it'd feel much better. Ultimately, it's a bit of a complete mess. <laughs> and it is. I think it's frustrating in that I can see things I like in there. I don't, you know, I don't just hate all of it entirely. There are elements that I'm like, yeah, I can see this working and that working, and just you know, change things. You, I mean, you probably have to change still like 70-75% of it. Don't be wrong. But there's just enough in there that I like the idea of, even if not the the execution. That yeah. it frustrates me that it's not that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, none none Helsing's probably the best part in terms of a character. Every like Dracula, I hated the actor playing Dracula both early on and then once he was, you know, just Englishified. <laughs> I preferred him a lot when he was Englishified. It, it it didn't have the same presence, I guess. But I I just I didn't really feel like he was playing Dracula. I felt like he was just cocky like english dude like i don't know i just didn't i think you know he was doing the kind of charming vampire thing right and i was getting that um but i wasn't getting dracula 
the attitude just wasn't right for me. It just wasn't right at yeah. all. Uh, so, yeah. So I can't recommend it. Uh, I have no interest in watching the other two episodes, even though the the violence might be good, even though this whole second episode is more or less going to be on the boat, uh, which I, I also, something I wanted. I wanted a full episode on the boat because that could be a really fun story of like just that, that voyage and Dracula picking people off as they go. Uh, but not like this. <laughs> Not like this. So uh, let us know what you thought of the first episode of Dracula in the comments below. You can like and subscribe. Ding the bell on YouTube for the notifications. You can support the show a couple of different ways. You can rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. You can share the podcast out. And you can, of course, support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV. You can do that for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your troubles. So go and have a look and see how you feel. Uh, you can, of course, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you very much for joining us and if you are any horror stuff uh, it would be silly not to recommend uh, the horror movie podcast that I do with Tim uh, called Screams After Midnight and we do I mean we're up to like 400 episodes at this point so but you know there's, there's of, probably some better Dracula stuff in that amount probably we haven't ever actually done the biggies though funnily enough we've, we've done some good vampire movies I don't know if we've done any big Dracula movies though we've, we've not done What's wrong like, with you? we haven't done Legosa yet we haven't done the Hammer one yet you're a terrible oh. person. We'll get to them. Look, do you know how many, I had, uh, how many horror movies? We started Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street on October 2017. We've still not finished those franchises because they keep giving us too many Slacking. new movies. Slacking. Slacking? Slacking? We did 87 episodes in 2019. Well, next year, you should, well, this year, you should do at least 100. <laughs> That's more than two a week. No, That's not. not. Okay, it's just slightly <laughs> under two a week, but it's, it's, it's close. It's close to two a week. <laughs> It is, yeah, but I mean, slacking. I'm just saying, you could do better. The people deserve it. Bait me. All right, that is uh, that is us. Thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>